Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to chapter 136 of the DC Alliance podcast. With me this week is my friend Joe, the host of A Walk Through the Multiverse on the GUA podcast network. Joe, how are you doing this evening? Long time no see. Yeah, I know. It's like we were just talking before this. It's weird. Uh, doing pretty good, Travis. I've been, it was actually a fairly um, quick day of work, I think, because I have now switched from podcasts for a while. I'm going off podcasts for a little bit. I'm doing, uh, sh- like, I'm watching a, a bunch of stuff. So, like, today I, I watched almost all of Resident Evil to talk about it on my next episode. So... That so like it made the day go by quick for me, which I really enjoyed. That's good. Uh, There's no no complaints for a day going by super no, quick. <laughs> I'll say how's how's your day been? Uh, not as good, Joe. A lot of finance, uh, three hour course class of that, and a couple other classes today was a little bit too much. And I tried to make supper. If you want to hear how that went, turn into superhero discussions on Wednesday to find yep. out how that masterpiece went. <laughs> but besides that, you know. Uh, I'm excited. We had a great episode of Rick and Morty. I had a little bit of a surprise face just in, but I just realized that we forgot to mention that Rick and Morty had a podcast 
in the episode. I don't think we mentioned it. We did not bring not bring that up. Yeah, um, and that's a little frustrating because it was so funny. I play at abs, and yeah. I'm just like, how did either of us miss that? Uh, we because we were trying to get everything done for the show. We were exactly, uh, exactly. We were, we were prioritizing for DC. Exactly. We'll say that. That's how it got started. Just a little point, but still, it was fun. Just a little peek behind the curtains of we recorded studio discussions before we got on here today. So, like I said, check that out. Joe, we have a jam-packed episode here, but yeah. we obviously have to get through the network plugs, get all of that away. I'm going to try to do this better than I ever have before. <clears throat> I believe in you. I got this. So we are part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance with eight shows in total. On Mondays is Ranger Alliance, and that rotates bi-weekly with Slice of Film. On Tuesdays is DC Alliance. On Wednesdays is Superhero Discussions. On Thursdays is Star Wars Alliance. On Fridays is Marvel Alliance. On Saturdays, bi-weekly is a Walk Through the Multiverse, Joe Show. On Sundays, monthly, is World's Finest True Believers with Chris Balga. We also have all DC Alliance goes live on the Geekverse YouTube channel. Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Star Wars Alliance goes live on the Geekverse YouTube channel. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And Marvel Alliance goes live Thursdays at 9, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. All three of those shows also have their own podcast feed. Search Marvel Alliance, DC Alliance, or Star Wars Alliance if you just want Marvel content, DC content, or Star Wars content. But if you want all eight shows on the GUA, stay subscribed to the GUA on your podcast app of choice. We also have a Patreon. Two tiers, a dollar tier and a five dollar tier. The dollar tier is basically a tip jar. You like what we're doing, you want to help us out any way you can. And the five dollar tier is where you get your extras. You get your ad free episodes, early access to episodes like the episode myself and Joe just recorded before the show, and Patreon exclusive episodes like myself and Joe recorded DC films through the years over the weekend. And it has been posted on Patreon mm-hmm. where you discuss Superman 2 and the Richard Donner cut. That was a great discussion. And we have Swamp Thing on Dick for DC films through the years. So I'm excited about that. Joe, you have a new thing for Patreon. Uh, why don't you tell the patrons and the listeners what you have coming up for October, the spooky month? Of course. I, I brought it up last week on DC Alliance. I am going uh, daily for Multiverse Minutes over at Patreon, and I'm calling it my 30-plus days of Halloween, where I'm going I'm to be talking about a horror movie or a thriller movie or a Halloween movie from now until uh, Halloween. Uh, I currently have out... The Blob, which came out yesterday, and today I talked about uh, Casper from 1995, Blob from 1958. So if you guys are interested in in what I, me hearing hearing my thoughts on those or some of the movies I have upcoming, which uh, I've got a list of what I have, so it's I've, I've got a good a, a good list of movies that I'm going to be talking about. So if you guys want to check that out, go over to Patreon at the five dollar tier. To, Essentially, uh, to if you're a horror, if you're a horror junkie, this is this is this is what you want to be listening to because uh, Joe's going to touch to Casper. Honestly, scared me growing up too, Joe. It was a little what? bit of a scare. Yeah, I man, I love be, that movie. The kid that, that turns that, that, was my, that oh, okay, that was <laughs> that was I, I um so peek behind the curtain. Patreon, the Patreon episode covering Casper is like ten minutes long. Um. I'm going to go ahead and shamelessly plug my other show, Comic Book Rundown, uh, for our rundown reviews over there. We're talking about Casper because it is a comic book movie. So on, on October 2nd, if you go over to Rundown Reviews, you can hear m- me and uh, my co-host Ron's full thoughts on Casper. I will be uh, checking like a whole that breakdown. Out. 
I'll be yeah. checking that out. That's a that's an old favorite of mine. It did scare me a little bit, but I still enjoyed it. It was <laughs> my introduction that I can remember to Christina Ricci and my love for that woman. Same uh, for me, Joe. Uh, we also have uh, the Marvel guys, the Marvel Alliance guys going through there. We can watch this all day. MCU Rewatch, they just posted their Iron Man 3 and Hail to the King MCU one-shot discussion. So check that out. Uh, we also have Clay doing his first watches for the first time. We have Katie going through Star Wars comics with her husband, and we have my top five. So we thank everyone and anyone that's a patron for us. But if you can't, you can take a quick 30 to 60 seconds to rate and review the podcast on your podcast app of choice. That'd be greatly appreciated. It helps us defend the algorithm, and that's always a good thing. Joe, that is everything done, crossed, dotted. That actually was still quicker than the superhero discussions. So hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we talked about Patreon. Remember, I thought we that- did. We did. God dang it! You're right though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do better. Do better. We are, yes, you got shaving you got up, this. shaving off the time there. Uh, <laughs> but we have a jam-packed show, so let's get into it, Joe. And uh, it starts off with the big movie, the movie we have coming, the mm-hmm. only movie left for DC for this year. Uh, also, the, the only movie left for WB as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe forever. <laughs> if this well, doesn't go well, if this doesn't well, go well. <laughs> Not forever. I can no, I can I say can't, uh, with confidence that Flash will be coming out. Yes, uh, and I say that because my neighbor uh, is working on that movie. They will be. He did tell me that they will be done with VFX by December. Oh, cool! So because Caught apparently him. they are they are going doing some some more reshoots. And he, I asked him about that, and it is reshoots like third, um, not third party, but it's it's. It's like small reshoots. It's not yeah. like like big old changing scenes reshoots. Okay. So it's so that's, not. That's, it's, a good, that's a good thing. Everyone calm down. Sounds yeah. like we're not tinkering too much with that film. Uh, but like I said, we have Black Adam on deck coming out in less than a month. So very mm-hmm. excited about that. But you still can't get tickets here in Canada. I looked today. Uh, no, uh, not here in Cine- now. Not with Cineplex for me. We only have one choice, one option. But there's been a lot of Black Adam showing up these days, Joe. Uh, the marketing campaign is starting to kick in the gear for it. And we've gotten some TV spots for the Black Adam. And there was one where, obviously, a certain section of fan base got up in arms because there was a scene shown from uh, Justice League 2017, or, well, a little shot. And I'm going to be honest with you, watching the Legacy trailer, I did not notice that. I missed that completely. Didn't know that it was even a controversy. And when I got back on Twitter, Rock had already posted fixed with the fist bump, and that shot was taken out. So two things. First off, uh, according to my Regal app, I still can't buy tickets for Black Adam yet, so don't feel too bad. Um, Second thing, I didn't watch the first trailer that came out. Uh, Actually, I'll be honest, I didn't watch this trailer either. I'm going to see the movie. I don't really need to see a trailer, you know? Like, th- I-, I was actually talking with um, my girlfriend about this the other day. These trailers are for the general audience. They're for yep. the people who who don't know, who are still on the fence about watching these movies. We're going to go see it. I mean, well, we're the- going to see it one to cover here, but we're also going to see it because we want to see this movie. Yes, you know, like, and that's the trailers suck us in. And like Joe said, which do, is an excellent point, the TV but, spots are for the other people, the, the general audience. Like those spots correct. sometimes are just in a YouTube commercial. Sometimes they're on like a yeah. football commercial because this was on a Thursday night football before uh, a trailer like The Rock's been there promoting. So it's it tends to reason. But it was interesting to me that in this legacy trailer, 
they showed an awful lot of old DC stuff, including old soup, Superman, old Soup's chest, and Lois touching it, and the big S symbol. Maybe I did see that then. Okay. So I was, I think you, I think it came around. Uh, it probably was a share in the chat. I probably clicked on it, but I so because I do remember seeing that part. I, who, who cares? Yeah. They who, didn't who even cares? care. Didn't care. Like, that was a ridiculous thing to get off an arm. You're seeing was, the actors again. Like, just be happy you got that, you know? Yeah, like, uh, we'll go, we'll just take a quick look at this. I have it here queued up uh, because the Rocks had corrected it long before uh, the world of heroes and villains. Black Adam ruled it all. A guy with zero mercy and power born rage. The Man in Black hits theaters worldwide one month from today, October 21st. And. Yeah, we get the sorry, I gotta get clear. We get the Superman <laughs> symbol, Superman Wonder, Wonder yeah, like, Woman, Aquaman, and then that's the that's replaced, Joe. That's what we got the replaced scene. Okay. From. Is it just this explosion from Black Adam instead? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so and then we get the Harley. I love how this also is because most of this we've seen before, so I'm gonna stop sharing now. But the thing I really enjoyed as well, since we've gotten the Amanda Waller reveal. There was more Amanda Waller in this trailer than we've seen. Like she was narrating that whole legacy spot. Okay. Well, for the the intro of it, so it, it's cool to see. I'm I'm curious how much she's going to actually uh, play a role. In well, this it seems from the film. trailers I remember, it seemed like she was either running the ops that went and got him, or somehow is in control of a team that maybe. Maybe she's in contact with Dr. Fate and the Justice Society and that she's not controlling them, but sent them out or encouraged them to go track him down. So she might be in all of five minutes of the film. She might be in a good like 25% of the film. Who knows? My assumption, Joe, is that those people that we see in the cave fight with him are her people. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sends out to like stop him, and he makes quick work of that. I'm interested to see if because they're hardcore from the Peacemaker and Suicide Squad, uh, it's supposed to be reportedly in here, yeah, in here as well. So I'm interested to see how this that's going to shake out. Is that still there, or has that been cut? I'm I'm wondering how it's going to play out with with Waller, considering last we saw her was at the end of Peacemaker, and she had gotten outed with Task Force X and all that. Yeah, there's supposed to be a series focused on her coming up. Uh, oh, is there? Rumored, rumored, yes. Okay. So that's probably what will answer those questions. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll see her at a different point in time here. I'm not sure the timeline specific for people. I'm not sure the timeline at all for DC at the moment. I, but I, I do think this is them, all the same like, I mean, Marvel can get away with with putting sh- like shows or movies at like a certain point, like they have been, like Spider Man, even though it came out. Well, hold on, not not No Way Home, because No Way Home technically takes place after. Think Black Widow. Think Black Widow. Yeah, there we go. Black Widow. Thank you. I was go. I was going too far in the weeds there, but like yeah. Black Widow is a perfect example where it came out, you know, beginning of Phase Four, but it actually takes place middle of Phase Three. So, you know, it, it's. But Marvel has has built up the credibility to do that. Yeah, DC is still. Tr- they can't just randomly like they can't have a, this show with Amanda Walla in it with Black Adam, and then all right, well, let's go put a show out showing how Waller dealt with the stuff 
from Peacemaker, and now we see her build up to Black Adam. I'm like, no, we just no. You need to have can't have so, that. She needs to have some sort of baggage still on her in this movie. Exactly, like, like some 100%. sort of yeah, some sort of I don't know. People over like watching over her too much, or like like having someone to answer to because normally she doesn't have anyone to answer to. Yeah, I thought, yeah, she was usually the top, but with everything so, going on, I could definitely see somebody being like, all right, well, now we need to rein you in. Now you have to report to. Dr. Bones or something, or Mr. Bones, I don't know. <laughs> but it is, like I said, it is interesting. I, I did thought, think it was rather interesting to show all those old DC characters. Like, are we moving away from that timeline into a reboot? Or are you going out of your way to show this? Or is this just part of their marketing? Because this is, honestly, this is the first uh, film that Zaslav and Co. at WBD are uh, part of for the marketing now. Like, this is the first, like, everything else, the Batman and that, they didn't have control because it was oh, so far well, along, yeah. Yeah, like the marketing was already set up in place. Like I assume they had a hand and say in the marketing for this film because... And maybe, I mean, are we 100% sure on that one? Because technically, wasn't this it could, already it could, filmed when they yeah. officially took over? Oh, I'm not saying they had a hand in the movie, but I do think... No, that the, but like the marketing, and, would I'm that going, have already been in place? I don't know. I know that they've overlooked, they've looked over everything. So if they overspent on things for marketing, I have no doubt they okay. checked under the hood because they checked under for all shows and stuff to, to check their budget. So I assume they checked the budgets for the films as well. Okay. So yeah, you're, it, you're not wrong. I kind of stand like the reason I, I think anyway, but it, it, it is interesting for me. I don't know how this is going to go uh, for that, but like, I'm excited to see this film and I do think it's going to do well. And that'll put us into our little next topic, Joe, which is one of our main topics of the evening. And we got early box office projections for this film. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Should I? You know what? We'll take our first ad break of the evening. Listeners, we're an ad support network. We don't pick the ads or the volume. Going to give you a quick three count to adjust your volume. And we'll be right back in three, two, one. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> okay, Joe. Like I said, we got some early box office predictions for Black Adam. Uh, from box office pro, Black Adam is long range tracking for 55 to 70 million opening weekend at domestic box office. Do we think this can this is a good number can it do better do you think it can do worse this this domestic so can it be a bigger hit overseas where the rock sometimes has been known to uh have great these box office budgets well box office numbers i so i'm not a numbers guy like i never actually i usually look at box office and and uh compare it to the budget Long, long after I, you know, I'll yeah. actually during my multiverse minutes, thirty plus days of Halloween, I am talking about that, especially when I talk about Blair Witch, yeah, um, because that was a huge success for uh, for the yeah. budget versus the the take home. Um, so this one, they're projecting what fifty five to seventy million. Yeah, that is that seems low. Like I, I assumed it would hit at least. Somewhere 100? between eighty to hundred. Yeah, like I, well, this is their big film they have left in the canon. I, I although the, the way was, the Rock has been pushing this hardcore for the last what three months, like I would, I would just assume that yeah, they're they're on they're projecting to get high end hundred million, but I don't. I, I would, I, I guess, I would say if they don't hit, if they hit the seventy million mark, I don't know. I don't think it. Maybe even even domestically, I think it'd be a tough call to get it to five hundred million. Uh, I I I think if it doesn't hit that big eighty two hundred starting off, it won't get to that five hundred million, which I think is will deem it success. There, there I think is so. word that this is there's a lot of money spent on the film, so maybe it would like more towards the six to seven hundred range. But again, they've had they've had Rock on retainer for 14, 15 years. Yeah, he was projected to play. Black Adam in what 2008 or something? I how, however long ago it was. He's been exponentially getting more jacked as each day goes by. So they probably had to get a new super suit for him <laughs> every day. So it was kind of what's causing all the holdups here. I think. I don't know. If that's <laughs> no, 100 right. But that's I, do not like, I do like your thinking. Allegedly, but, but it's, it's just one of those things that that yeah, it's Rock is a personality. You. You know who you're getting when you when you sign him to a film, and he's gonna bring a crowd. He he is he's a showman. He's been that way ever since wrestling. And I, I mean, I'll be honest. I have seen a giant chunk of his movies because when he came out and started acting, like his first movie was The Mummy Two. And while yeah. he's all he's in the movie for all of like five minutes, and then it's CGI for the rest of it, I still enjoyed him in the in the role. And there's been some, he's had his ups and downs on yeah. his films, but he is the draw for this movie. Joe, there is, I'm looking at it right now. There is nothing uh, 
the week that this comes out, they're going to even come close to taking any money from this. We have a Julia Roberts, George Clooney, uh, like Ram Cam, it seems Ocean's, like from the description. An Ocean spinoff? Tickets to Paradise, a divorced couple journeys to Bali to stop their daughter Oh, from I do hitched. remember seeing that, that trailer. That looks like a fun rom com. Uh, My Policeman, Harry Styles, uh, Love Triangle Story, and there isn't much Slayers, kick ass vampire Slayers. There's nothing, like I said, there's nothing big here uh, the week that it comes out. So it should do quite well that first week. What about and the second I, week, though? That's like, what I'm looking at right now. Because Halloween yeah. Kills is coming out. No, that's that's like second week of October. No, we have pray for little chance encounter, Armageddon time, Halloween. Nothing in terms of like a big movie to steal from a back, like a big box office draw. There's so nothing in theory, here. This this should be number one for the rest of October. Yes, that's because, it, it, if it's successful, Joe. That is correct. That is what it will be. Uh, yeah, because that first week of November is Wakanda forever. So yes, that's going to destroy it. We know that, yeah, one hundred percent. We already know that. That's that'll be, I think, November 9th for that. Or oh, it was eighth. Whatever. But eighth, yeah, it's yeah, like the eighth. first week of, like, first week, full weekend of of November. Yeah. So, full, like, it's like, whatever it is. Um. So yeah, it's it's one of those things where I I hope I really hope that this does well. To I hope it can get that five hundred million. Yeah. But if it if they're projecting the high end seventy, it's it's going to be a hard fought battle. Now we know that's not WB's projections. This is from Box Office Pro, just making get get like well, a yeah, WB's going to project one hundred and fifty. Like obviously that's the game. And when we get closer, we'll get a b- better from people like Luis Fernando and like yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get start getting more... some reviews coming out, and we can start seeing people's reactions. And that that's going to be a big tell. Like mm-hmm. if there's positive. Positive Word buzz on this that's, film. That's correct. Like it's gonna, it's gonna get the the butts in the seats. I am the big the one of the biggest questions on this film is what has been teased, what has been rumored, what has been uh, possible. Yeah. We're 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 not sure. I, I'm going in I, just. I I'm not other, going in looking for that at all. But the if, other thing if, is, if is that, that DC come, that will be a cherry on my cake of this movie. DC can't pull the. Oh yeah, so because like one of the rumors is that Wonder Woman is going to be in this film. While it's great, that's not a draw, you know. We're we're over in the Marvel universe and Spider Man No Way Home, and it's like, oh well, there's there's rumors that the Spider Men are coming back, and yes, that is that was like half of the movie, but like it was just a rumor for the longest time until it you saw the movie and bam, there it is. Yeah, you know, so I I don't know with and this, that was like, a draw. That's what that's what I'm getting. At. Like that was a draw for people to go see that movie, and that's the reason why that movie made a billion dollars. This one, yeah, the Wonder Woman coming in, while yeah, it's it's cool, and I would love to see it. It's not getting me to go buy my ticket to go see the, Wonder Woman the, in this movie. Even if we get even if we get Superman, which is the big. I didn't say Superman because I know he's if he is in there, it's gonna be. Head chopped off. Yeah, like that's the thing. I'd rather not see him. That kind of frustrated me with Shazam. Like I was really enjoying Shazam, and I still enjoy the movie. I think it's fantastic. But I like the a little, joke, though. I know, and I just would have loved it even more if it was Henry Cavill. I thought it would be so funny and play it off. It just was a little frustrating, just to know that you just couldn't make it work on that because it would have just worked so well. 
So that was a little frustrating thing to me, and I, I won't laugh like it if we see a headless uh, cameo of him as well. But I am going in looking at like to be to enjoy Black Adam and JSA and the story first, and hopefully be pleasantly surprised by any additions or Easter eggs that we get. Because even the Amanda Waller thing, if I didn't know that and then found that going into the movie, that would be an Easter egg that I would have enjoyed that maybe could have yeah. maybe be like, oh, this is connected enough that I, yeah, that's cool. Just showing me that connection. I love that character so much. Yeah, I mean, um, that is, thank you for that payoff. But WB, I'm not, well, it may not even be WB, it's whoever makes their trailers, have always had that issue. I mean, yeah. the they spoiled the whole villain for Batman vs. Superman. Oh, don't even talk to me about that. That was the dumbest like, thing ever. Don't get me wrong. I love that they revealed Doomsday. But at the same time, it's like, why? You the didn't need to with the Superman. previous trailers. The previous trailers, the way you were doing the previous trailers, you didn't need to blow your wide with that trailer. Correct. That's, that was a thing. Like if, if you wanted to reveal that. that Wonder Woman was in the movie in B- BVS, great. Like that's even the more that's more of a hey, I'm gonna be in this. I'm gonna go be there to see this. But then you throw in Doomsday, you you ruin the whole third act. Like. Now I know that Doomsday's going to be there, and I know what to expect. This you know? this got three weeks to make what it's going to make on the domestic side of things before Black uh, Panther sucks away. Yes, and it needs to do good. It needs yes. to it needs hit the to grand run. It needs to hit the grand run. People to watch it that first weekend, and it needs enough buzz and positive feedback for people to be like, "Hey, you should go see this movie because it actually is good." Now, I will ask you, I'll pose you a question, Joe. If Henry Cavill's Superman is in this at the end, like in the post-credit scene, would you, after the first week, would you show something with him in a teaser type thing to try to entice people to come to the film that hasn't seen it in the next two weeks before Black Panther? Because normally you'd wait for a month on and then do that promotion before you leave the theater showing that but you don't have that time with this with black panther being so close it's a very interesting thing to me do you jump on that opportunity if you have it like this is purely speculative because we don't know if he's actually there but if we get the whole showdown at the end and you don't have any fight but we set up something for next movie yeah i would say no only because you're ruining the post-credit scene like you're ruining that that moment uh because what was it was it it was um not that this is really saying much but was it was it morbius that had the post-credit scene with yeah. the vulture yeah that they showed in the trailer like yeah. okay what? Why? Why? It, it seemed like it was like here we have these tie-ins to the mcu come watch my film so yeah, yeah exactly you, like, like i say and i mean i mean let's go let's let's be honest nobody went to go see morbius because of the vulture no so and even that, like the the overall tie-in of, oh yeah, it's got connection to the to the MCU because the vulture's there. N- no, no, it doesn't Multiverse. because now I'm more confused of how he showed up in this universe. But okay, whatever. Yeah, like, and he's kind of making it seem like he knows, like he's from the other universe. Like, yep. it, it's so confusing. So yeah, I, I'm in the same way here. I just, I just don't know if they'd be any type of panic because, like you said, about Black Panther coming out on the 11th. That's going to suck. But that's Every, the other thing. Like, if they're panicking, that's bad. That's, wait, is that's that bad. November 11th? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like right, it's yeah. the first first week of November. Yeah, November um, 11th it comes out. Okay. So, but, but that's the other thing. If they have to put that in a, a TV spot 
to try and get people to come to the movie. You're not to go doing see the movie. good. You're not yeah. doing good. Yeah. Like that's that's a bad sign. That's like a hail mary type of hand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And again, when that happens, everybody online is gonna be like, "Oh, well, why are they doing that? They just spoiled the end credit scene." Like, then okay, now I don't have to see the movie because I know that's the end credit scene. And it would be a little disingenuous too to try to get people to come in. Like, exactly. Using and- that Superman's in this when he's not only in the post credit scene. So. Yeah, I, that would not do good, Will. I just was curious because I have seen, like, it's curious to people panic if they're not. When you position a film, when you have another big film, so only a couple weeks after, you only have a so small enough window to make Correct. your make your bank. So I'm just curious. This has three weeks until. We're not going to pretend that this in its fourth week is going to do very much with Black Panther there. I'll, be, Black, I'll be surprised if it makes it to number two. I'll be surprised if it gets double digits. In terms of box office domestically, okay, for the yeah. week that Black Panther comes out, it will be surprising. Well, actually, because this Black Panther is not coming out uh, everywhere, week. right? Like in, it's, com- uh, it's well, coming domestic out in is what first. I'm saying. Yeah, that's why I'm saying domestic is America. That's well, why. But, oh yeah. That's so what, I'm okay. saying the Black Adam's domestic is going to be gotcha. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. greatly. Yeah, that's not the worldwide. That'll be interesting too, Joe. Like, how is this going to be released? Are they going to stagger it? Are they paying attention to how Black Panther is released? Like, is Black Panther going to be here for a little bit region, then get to here, then, then get to here? If, if you're, if you're Black Adam, yeah. if you're Black Adam, can you hit those places and have a couple weeks there before Black Panther comes into these Honestly, places? Honestly, if they were smart, they would open it up everywhere same day. And I guarantee, if I'm pretty sure Black Panther is going to take like a week or two before it opens up uh, internationally, maybe. I could be completely wrong on that one. But if that's the case, it's better for them domestic or uh, internationally for Black Adam. But who knows? They should do Joe of opening Black Adam first internationally because they did that with Aquaman and it made gang gangbusters. Good point. So I I don't think they've they've used that since. I don't think they've done that since Aquaman, which I'm like it really worked for Aquaman. I don't know. Yeah, it was also a different world though back then. That's true. That was. Yeah, that was that was you know twenty years ago. It, it, it's definitely an interesting thing to think about. Like, is this going to uh, make Black Adam do what better, less, and are they going to? I'm really interested in the money they'll pull in post Black Panther. Like, that right. is something. Just, just uh, it, how much it, will that it, add? Yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little amount. No, yeah. no lie. We we know that. But, Joe, that pretty much, I think that takes care of the box office discussion. When we get more news about that before the movie, we'll, we'll let you guys know and discuss that. But until then, I think we'll, uh, purely speculative, just going to, your early your early call for how much this film's going to make. Ooh. Um, I'll split the difference of what they're saying. I'll say 63. I will say it's going to make a... 87 million opening weekend and finished with a 542. Oh, okay. No, okay. No, I'll say 63 over the weekend. I'll be, I'm, I don't want to say I'm being, I'm not being optimistic because I'm usually, that's pretty good with 60, to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. That's pretty solid. That's in, that's exactly in between their projection. Exactly. Because, I did that purposely. It's the matter I, of Yeah, view. I wanted to make... Yeah, exactly. You're the optimistic view with the 80. But, like, I wanted to be... The unrealistic view. <laughs> I wanted to be up there. I don't know if it will. No. If, but... It's uh, just... My can, thing is, usually, the early box office projection for superhero movies, if they're successful, are lower than what they end up being. 
Like they usually when they get closer, we get it, it grows a bit. Okay. Get, get a film. Tell you what, I, I tell, we'll, right here. we'll come back to this a week before and we'll see what the hype is. And then we'll and, make uh, our, then we'll our make decision. We'll, we'll make uh, if we want to change our our predictions, we can. Yeah, like so I'll, I'll say I'll say sixty three for now for for opening weekend. I'll go four fifty for. Okay. for let's hope yeah, let's hope all... either one of these hits because I'd, I'd if it made between four fifty and five fifty, I wouldn't complain. I don't think that's something that they would poo poo about, but who knows? Should be, but yeah, the way that who knows the budget? Who knows the budget for this film? Maybe maybe it is exactly. Uh, uh, Joe, uh, we have a new Stargirl episode to talk about, but before we do that, let's take maybe our last ad break of the evening. Listeners, we're an ad-supported network. We don't pick the ads or the volume. going to give you a quick three count to adjust your volume, and we'll be right back in three, two, one. And we're back. Okay, Joe, Stargirl, season three, episode, uh, season three, chapter four, episode four as well. Uh, the evidence. Uh, what do you think about this one off the top? Because we got a lot of, we got some answers and even some more questions. Um, eh. There was the Cam Cameron. Sorry, yeah. Cameron, not Cameron. Cameron. Oh. I got so annoyed every time they said that. I uh, do not. I want those old, two old people to get their come up and so bad. It's one of those things. Like I'm gonna have. Pure joy whenever that happens because it's going to happen. Well, if, if, uh, but uh, all the Cameron stuff was just kind of like, eh. The scene, spoiler alert, there's a, the scene when he reveals his powers to uh, Courtney. Yeah. And everything in the room got like damaged, but her, I'm just like, uh, the math doesn't check out, my dude, but okay, we'll, we'll go with it. Like, you're not too bright. You're, you're literally calling her normal girl. The only way this is going to work, Joe, this that part oh, for me, in, in a, like, revisit of it, is if he was playing her this entire time. Um, I don't think that's the case, because his feelings seem genuine, but... He could he could have video. He could know exactly what they did but to his he, father. But he hasn't like that's the thing though. He all he knows is that his father was murdered. He doesn't know how. That's which I think if she had told him right there and then, I know what you're going through. I'm a superhero. Yeah. And it reveals that she's Stargirl. Like, because what's gonna happen is that the parents are gonna reveal, oh, Stargirl and Just Society killed your dad. And they now, wanted to make a better world for everyone without crime. Yeah, and and now we're gonna have these these headbutting moments between the two of them, and we're we'll know why, but it's gonna be so much tension between the two of them that it's gonna be like this is so stupid. And it's not like it's not the two of them's fault either. It's Courtney. No, it's either one. It's, yeah, he's he's reacting to because he loved his dad. He didn't know what his dad was. Yeah. Now he he's learning, and he knows that his dad was like. And what learning, parents are telling, yeah, learning is a little like what part is he learning? Like he's not he's, learning. He's about learning the, what his grandparents yeah. are telling him. Yeah, and not. But at the same time, though, if you recall back at the end of season one, when the plan gets revealed, yes, it is bad because he's taking the free will away from adults. But it's it's a good plan. Like Rick yeah. even asks, "Is like are we are we sure that that we're the that they're the bad guys here? Like this sounds great." Until you see the people, actually. again, yes, yeah. it's it's not 
the the method he was going to was not the greatest. No, but it was also born out of not a bad. Like it wasn't born out of revenge. It was. It was. Yeah, it wasn't out of malice. It was out of actual love and and coming from a place of grief, like, to... grief and sympathy. Yeah. Um. So in the in a way, it's a good plan, just poorly executed. Yes. So and once he realizes, that... once he realizes what his dad did, yeah, he might change his tune. But we're gonna have a whole season of them. Like fighting for no stupid reason. Maybe, maybe mm. if this show survives, there's, there's no guarantee. I said the season, not like series. Like, oh, I, I, I thought you meant for well, next season. No, I no, really no. Think, it's gonna oh. be, it's gonna be resolved this season. I hope so. I hope so. Because so I hope they do not I, position him. I'm a little worried they may position him for the big bad of the next season, or set him up to get frustrated down the line for the next possible, season. It's possible, but considering that. And I don't know, again, I told, like I said before, I'm not a numbers guy. I don't know what the numbers are for this. Uh, the, I, the Stargirl actress did come out and say that the, the people if wrote it so that if they don't get another season, you'll be satisfied with the end. Okay. okay. So so good. Yes. Yeah. So that just leads me to believe that everything's going to get wrapped up by the end of the season, maybe the end of the series. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Because yeah. while I like this show – there's only so much you could do with it, you know. Agreed, agreed. There's uh, there's so much here, and if this is the final season, they have told two good seasons, and they're like they're building one, here now. There's there stuff. This season isn't terrible so far. No, this there's, season's more a problematic. There's problems with it. It's more of revisit your problems down the line too, because you could get things later. Because this is a mystery, a who did it, a so all these some of these things that we're learning now, we may in a few episodes, we may learn that some of this stuff was valuable information and more of it played a role than we thought. Maybe. So yes. Yeah. All all this, this episode, um, it was enjoyable. There was some, some bad to it though, too. So there's some little points that I did write down for us to, to even just touch on, mm-hmm. uh, not anything really important in the first little bit. Uh, we already touched on the Cameron uh, court stuff, so we don't have to Cameron. discuss that. Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That gets me every time. I loved how the staff went and woke up yes. Courtney and took her to Sylvester. I thought that was pretty cool. And him just yeah, because he her. still has a connection to Sylvester. Which so is what I want to talk about right now. He felt when he got injured. Um, which because is it very... seems like Travis's theory has been poked holes into eight ways the Sunday by Charles McNider. Yeah, because uh, we get his appearance here, and he lets uh, Mr. Mendel. Like now he him, did maybe. say that that's what he thinks, so that possibly might not be the case. But I really think it is because he seems like quite a but, smart man. But yeah, but he he had the the you know, the ability and the time way back when to study the staff. You yeah. know? so it's. It's very possible that what he's saying is 100% correct. Makes perfect sense, Joe, the way he said it. Like, kind of like, oh, yeah, that comic makes perfect comic sense. Sorry, not sense. Yep. But comic com- logic, as comic we logic. say over at Rundown Reviews. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that part of uh, part of this. And McNider tells Sylvester that the staff basically Im- imbued him with cosmic energy, and he recovers from that attack uh, quite easily. And he's, but he's down. He's not, he's not 100% recovered, but he manages to get out of the hospital. So I did enjoy that. I thought there was an interesting fact revealed too when Yolanda was talking to Rick on the phone and her mother came in. Y- Yolanda's supporting her entire family with her waitress sleeping job. Yeah, that's, um, 
Now, the fact that the family already is displeased with her because of the events of season one and well, season two where she, I'm not going to say told her family off, but was like, look, I know I did wrong. I did all this. And she basically apologized and her family still shut her out. Right. Yeah. Is that season two? Yeah. Like the fact that they are still just being this, uh, I, th- giving her a third degree on everything, like not even allowing her to, what's up, Chris Evans? Uh, not not even allowing her to just be herself, like to have, to even be anybody, and be now she has to support the family on a waitress's dime, like not even asking how she's doing, Joe. Like not, no, 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 showing concern, more concern. Did you tell anybody about our our situation? Did you did you tell anybody that your father lost her job? That's not the stuff you should be worrying about right no. now, lady. Like you should be worrying about your daughter. So at the same time, her daughter, like Yolanda, shouldn't be worried about it either, but. Sadly, she has to because it's being forced on her. Like, she is – it sucks because her family is not supporting her. And uh, that breaks my heart. Like, that sucks. Yeah, that, 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 that's just something. It, it just it gets it gets me too, Joe. I, it just frustrates me to see her go through that. I, I wanted to discuss too. They did give a little – they did say the Green Lantern, Jeannie. They, mm-hmm. She was mentioned here about her power being – the ring being similar to the staff. So uh, in that it's infused too. So I, I wonder. I really hope that we get her coming back before this uh, season ends. I would love considering to be- that she was on trying to find her brother, her brother trying to find yeah. the Obsidian. Um, I actually thought that was going to be the, the crux of the season. Same, but same, Joe. Same. That kind of I, I can maybe see that being like the back half of the season, or they I, show I up for a back appearance. Yeah, I definitely think she'll she'll be back. You don't bring her in for three episodes and then not have her again, you know? Yeah, well, the same same people would would do that. So who knows? But I I, I really like. So this is CW, not WB. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and the money. Like, who knows if they could get her in the scheduling? She could be doing another project. But I really hope they get possible. a chance to see, get a chance to see her. Uh, I did enjoy too, Doctor. Uh, well, McNider, Charles McNider, saying he took great joy in Beth taking over his mantle and yeah. just seeing the new. JSA, I thought that was great, and also really shine a light on Sylvester, like stuck in being Starman mode and wanted to still well, be Starman. Yes, but McNider even said like he's got a family, he's got a yeah. wife to support, he's got a child to support. Plus, he's a doctor; he can still find a job. Yeah, Sylvester, he had nothing. He needs to go to trade school. He well, he needs to do something. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, he he is looking for a job. At the beginning of the episode, and it's like, okay, oh no, I'm sorry, last week's episode. He's looking for a job, and yeah. it's like, well, I could do this, I could do this. Uh, nothing sticking out to him, and now it's to the point where it's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I could be a mentor. Maybe I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll still be, I'll still be Starman, but not in like a actually go out in the field capacity. I'll yeah. just, I'll, I'll be. For lack of better terms, the man in the chair. That which you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I would love for him to even just the training, one little training thing he taught, taught uh, Stargirl Courtney this season. It was awesome, and I it think was that amazing. that's gonna come, come back at the very end of the season. That's which, something she's gonna have to do. Which well, definitely, but it also leads. You know, it, it ties back into the cosmic power in Starman. Like yes. when you when he powered up to do that move. It resonated through him. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, Gunther Gunn. So it, exactly. It, it, so it's going to be something that will happen to Courtney too, because she obviously did it as well. So it's it's what what we're seeing in Starman will eventually happen with with Stargirl, with Courtney. But I still have some questions for Starman. He still is acting odd. He's like off the handle really quickly. He's like he's got a very short temper. Which so I um, still have questions okay. for him. And we were shown a figure a couple times, looking through multiple computer screens, watching everyone. Which I still think that's Dragon King. There, uh, hasn't, well, been, there hasn't been any confirmation. They they, there they has think. Not. They think that Dragon King is the one that attacked uh, Sylvester because they find a piece of his dragon scale skin at the scene of the crime. But Joe, you so eloquently pointed out to me as well that uh, because I thought that Sydney was just having issues with her arm from like her father's experiments. But you, you said, which was right, that it shows her arm at the end as a scale and it's missing a piece. So that missing piece was hers. Yep. So do we think that this whole thing that they're presenting to us, like, in black and white of Sydney did it. Do you think that's hundred percent how it goes or is she being controlled or is I someone think... else actually doing this? And this is just a, Hey, look, this is what you're made to believe, but this is not right at all. So you're right in talking, bringing up the fact that dragon King experimented on her, which is yeah. why she is the way she is. However, we also saw her experimenting on herself this season. Yes. So my thought is somewhere between dragon Kings and, Dragon King's experiments and her experiments, something has messed with her mind where I, I think she's blacking out and doing this stuff and not knowing it. Just it's just it's happening. And that would, in my my theory, leads to her, you know, killing the gambler, realizing, oh shit, I should have done this, snags the laptop, hides it, and then this is when the rest of JSA comes up. Her going back to the scene of the crime and beating up uh, Sylvester doesn't really track, but he didn't see who it was. So, well, that's part of me thinks that it could have been Dragon King that's controlling her. She can still do the blackout thing, but part of me thinks that Dragon King is the one okay. that sent her to do these things. Okay, because that, that's the only other thing. But I do like your theory there. That that is an interesting uh, thought. And I do enjoy the Dragon King. I wish we would have gotten more from him, so it's nice to see what I think. He's I mean, I don't think. Yeah, I think he's back too. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, thing. And uh, like the other one, other thing was Pat. This is a, seems like it's the second episode in a row where he's had to give Sylvester a pep talk. But Sylvester gets his own costume this time, so Yay. we have a costume. We're gonna get to see Starman suited up. That's fun. Uh, it was an enjoyable episode, Joe. It just wasn't what no, wasn't as enjoyable as others, but there was some stuff that moved along here, and it has has given me some questions as do I what they're presenting us is that fact, or is this just what something to throw me off of what the actual like mystery could answer to the mystery could be? Because it seems like Sydney is the easy the one that they gave us first after the first episode on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. He was holding us off, so I'm still a little hesitant. I'm 100 believing that Sydney is here, unless it's not under her own control. So this show is what? So <laughs> we're going to talk about one show here soon uh, that's very high school drama esque. Small uh, <clears throat> though, uh, yeah. but this one is while it still has the high school drama feel to it, it's not as bad. So I, it, it, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it doing what they're presenting so far with the show is, is great. 
I'm I'm enjoying it, and I'm enjoying the season. Like this, um, having it also be only 13 episodes definitely helps because uh, I think just shows. I, I've I've been spoiled by streaming shows. Eight to Do- ten episodes is kind of my sweet spot anymore. Well, Joe, that's the way it should be. Where you don't need to drag out twenty-three episodes of seasons, no. even the Arrow and Flash and stuff. They they could have been cut down to a more uh, concise, well, enjoyable like, story. You know, I did enjoy those seasons, but they could have been condensed into a bit. Correct, and you'd you know, have to drag out secrets for four episodes. On, which on here, we're here. covering where well, they're not, which is great. Uh, yeah. But on DC Alliance, we're yeah, you know, we're talking about Smallville, and we're we're starting back in the beginning, uh, and even then, like they had twenty twenty-two episodes. Yeah. But so far in where when we talk about we're on episode eleven, we're halfway through the season, like there hasn't been a lot of filler episodes. Like everything no. that we've seen so far is is Filmed important the, to the yeah. to season one. Now we will get as the seasons progress, we're gonna get some filler stuff. That that's a given. But yeah. right now in season one of Smallville, it's looking it, it, everything that they're putting forward is important to the overall star girl being 13 episodes has been 13 episodes each season, maybe one or two fillers yeah. versus flash arrow, all those shows, five, six, seven fillers. Three, at max. Sometimes admit, even more. Admit, so yeah. Yeah, admit, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, I'm, I'm happier for the smaller seasons. One, you can get, I feel like you can get more um, throughout the year. I, I, I yeah. mean, I know you can't. It's literally just ten episodes, and then they come out a year later. But it's and maybe I know what was it? Uh, Once upon a time, back on ABC, back in early two thousands, yeah. they did a full twenty two season arc, and then like seasons two and three, they split it up. Like the first half was its own season. The second half was its own season, but it was all season two, you know? So if they would do things like that for a 22-episode arc, I'd be fine with. The same, but I don't know. I don't think they will. I don't think they're going back that that right. I don't want them to. I'm liking the 13-episode max, maybe 16. I'd be 16. I get a little leery at times, but like 8 to 10 is my sweet spot. 13 is the most I'll, I'll do for a season anymore. So, like I said, I, I, I think this was a solid episode uh, for just advancing the plot and giving us a potential, like making me question if Sydney is actually a person. When you're giving me all the facts, we'll make me think otherwise. So, yeah, it's one of those that, well, like you said, we'll see you down the road. So, Joe, we have our DC uh, news roundup and then our Smallville uh, retro recap before we end the night. So, let's take our final ad break of the evening. Listeners, we're an ad support network. We don't pick the ads or the volume. I'm going to give you a quick three count to adjust the volume, and we'll be right back in three, two, one. And we're back. Okay, Joe, let's get into the uh, news roundup, uh, the pieces that didn't quite make the main topic section. Yep. Uh, first on the docket is Black Adam has a promotional tin, popcorn tin, that I think I'm going to get that will go along pretty nicely with my Wonder Woman 84 mug, and I will show it to the uh, people that are in the live show right now. Is this in the AMC, or is this going to be... You're anywhere? asking a guy who only has one theater, so I'm just hoping that's in Cineplex. I really hope it's in um, Cineplex. Yeah, because whatever the Regal has, I'm going to buy. 
this oh, looks mainly, fantastic. It does look pretty, pretty sweet. Not gonna lie. Uh, mainly because Regal here recently, my Regal anyway, uh, they started doing if you buy the promotional bucket and cup, you can bring it back and they will refill it for free as long as the movie is in theaters. Yeah. So I'm liking that. Um, that that bucket looks awesome. Um, if it's at Regal, I'm getting it. If it's at AMC, yeah. Chris Christopher Evans says, "I love that bucket. I saw it, saw it lit up too, but wasn't sure if it was solo strap or not." Chris, I was going to ask Joe if he saw that. I did notice it. I, I got a, a picture lit up as well. I'm yeah. wondering. I hope that's not the case because that would be pretty distracting in the theater when you shut off the lights and everyone has their black skins. <laughs> so fingers crossed that's not the case. Uh, although I would like it to be the case at the same time for when I took it home. So maybe let's hope it's battery it, powered. So that I'll say it might be one of those things where batteries sold separately. You got to put the batteries in to take care of it, which will suck because um, that means we have to hand wash it instead of throwing it in the dishwasher. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. But it, it would look like a nice click. But I, oh, I yeah, think dude. it looks fantastic. Like, I'll, I'll put it back here somewhere. I'll find a spot for it. It's the it's the best looking popcorn one I've seen uh, for DC. And it's the second best one I've seen besides Thor's Hammer, which I thought was awesomely cool as well. I mean, but this this looks like it's more this looks like it's more uh reusable. Yes. I could be wrong. I could yeah, be it's, wrong. It's, Thor it's, one a, looks it's like a reusable bucket. Through. It's just a yeah. popcorn bucket. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I'm gonna get that. That is gonna be that's that's definitely going down. So we we got from a tweet the same same way they did uh the Titans news that it's gonna come out for for uh, in November for the new season. We got the same thing in a tweet uh, basically thanking a new person going to be starring in this in the show. The Doom Patrol Twitter shared, We're so excited to welcome Space Case to our weird ass family. Madeline Zima comes to life as Cassie Brink in Doom Patrol Season 4, returning to HBO Max this December. So, Joe, Doom Patrol returning in December, Titans in November. Sounds like HBO Max is blowing their DC TV wide uh, (laughs) quickly and getting their shows that they have left in the books. Yeah, so they're pushing out as quickly as they can because they don't know what's going to be on the budget next year. Well, they seem to have been able to finagle a crossover between the three shows. Allegedly. Allegedly, but we will go to the next little bit of news, which is, uh, did I share? Yeah, from our story crossover last week. I will share this. Let me make this a little bit bigger. Let me share my screen for the people in the live show. Uh, Brie Basinger, our star girl, shared a picture where she is with uh, Ryan Potter, Beast Boy. And Jeff Johns as well. I'm not sure. I, yeah, don't, I don't know who that guy is. Don't think that's a, that may be a writer. Uh, I, I want to say it, but yeah. That so it, I, with Ryan Potter there, and you can if you zoom really in, folks, you can kind of see that it looks like he has a super suit this season. So uh, that's what that looks like to me, anyway, right there. Especially yeah. when you're just wearing robes and no random point with Star Girl wearing a suit that she's had on. Uh, for a while, so I'm wondering: is this the same Star Girl from the her show, or is this the Titans uh, would, Earth version? Considering that by December, well, they're coming on November. Um, the end of November, the November 30th is Star Girl's last episode. Okay, of the season. I, I, there. 
it makes no sense of how she could go to a different world. Especially Unless, with the, how they built it with the Flash, where nobody's but, been traveling. But Jake right. Garrick is around, right? Like he's yeah. still in in Earth Two, so he could show up. And at they some still point. have those devices, I think, the Cisco devices, but we haven't seen them in a while. Stargirl doesn't have those devices. No, I don't. That's, yeah, Star that's Girl, true. Stargirl's no. never met up with any, uh, anybody else. Who's so, to say we don't have those people on this earth as well? So it's a very interesting question yeah, to me. And my my the, thought is it's it's going to be whatever Earth Titans is on. Yeah, agreed. Stargirl. And I have a question about that too because we've already we've gotten a version of the Titan of Doom Patrol on the Titans Earth, and yes. the Doom Patrol we watch on TV shows on a separate Earth on its own, right? So will we see though that Titans version of Doom Patrol or our version of Doom Patrol that we went with for the last three seasons? I would bet that we would see the Titan Doom Patrol that we know and love, but I don't know that that could stick to it in story and just be. But just like you saying, just like, said, like what if those events that happen in Doom Patrol also happen in this Doom Patrol? Same, so, that's what I mean. Well, well, we know that the chief is looks different. In well, it's this different. One. It's, yeah, it's a whole different. Well, and again, chief. the chief is gone now. In yeah, so our both Doom Patrol. Both chiefs could be gone. Correct. So, oh my god, it's such a mind meld when you try to sit there and think about <laughs> oh, it. But... It's a multiverse, Travis. They're actually talking about the multiverse. <laughs> I, I'm excited to see this, Joe. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm all the crossovers, and it's been a while since I've seen a really good crossover. Obviously, I'm, uh, I have my Green Arrow voodoo dolls and my uh, <laughs> fingers and toes crossed and wishbones and everything for an appearance in the final season of Flash. Because I love crossovers like that. That's yeah. one of the things I really enjoyed about DCCW in the early years going forward were all the cool crossovers that were... They uh, had some amazing crossovers, you know, pre-Crisis. Yes, yes. Crisis was a letdown for me as well. Crisis but there was, were one, I mean, it started, the first three episodes were great. It was a cameo fest. It wasn't... It, the cameos didn't do anything to advance the story, in my opinion, and that was a little frustrating. I know well, the way they the wrote it. of... of Tom Welling and Smallville came yeah. That one advanced a little bit, but a little bit, yeah. Just let us know what Lex could do with both. But still, I was a little frustrated. And the fact of hearing Rosenbaum talk about how he was approached and what they did with him, I was super disappointed. Which I don't remember they, hearing that one. They, they gave him very little time and very small part and said, This is it. If you accept it or not, let us know ASAP or, or won't be available. So that was kind of what I felt was cool. disrespectful to the the argument, not even argument, the best Lex Luthor on TV ever. So to uh, agreed, yeah, to do that was I was I did not enjoy that. So that was a frustrating thing for me. But yeah, I love crossover, so that's something that's going to get me excited. We have a first look at Captain Boomerang from the Flash. Uh, this one looks far more comic accurate than our previous one. Uh, Although he was quite hilarious to me as well, I will share my screen for that as well. So, you know. do we know is this is this Digger or is this his son? Uh, that's the other thing. It could be his son, but I'm not sure. It says uh, first look at Richard Harmon as as a new Captain Boomerang. So, so like maybe his son be, because it could be his son, uh, which I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. But if it's because we had we had Digger in. Flash, right? Like he showed yes. up in like earlier seasons. He was a, he first appearance was the crossover between Flash and Arrow. Okay, that's yeah. right. Yes. So, yeah. and different actor, obviously. And he, right? and he ended up becoming a a Arrow villain because he showed up on the island in the. 
I uh, remember that now. Okay, yeah. Yes. Fifth season of that. I almost forgot. So, season. like, my God, I would have turned in my Arrow fan card. <laughs> um, I definitely, I'm. It looks good. I will. Yes. I will say it definitely looks good. Uh, if it's Digger, although I guess by this time, Earth one and two have merged, so maybe it's well. We've gotten. Earth we had a. Two. We had a thing where Cisco was going through. Some of the villains were different. Some of them were the same, but there was different counterparts to what they knew before Crisis and after Crisis. Yeah. So, so this maybe could this be. Is, maybe this complete, is that. Yeah, this could be completely new Captain Boomerang. This could be the Captain Boomerang we saw before, but this is just a different face because of Crisis. Because that's a good thing they like use sometimes for DCWs because of Crisis as their explanation. I mean, it's a good, it's a good reason. Pretty good explanation if, if you, you if you got one in the can. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he yeah. looks good. He looks really good. Uh, I am still not watching Flash, so it doesn't matter to me. But he does look good. I'll give him that. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Uh, we have one final piece of news, and that is Luke, Lucas Gage uh, joins Dead Boy Detective series at HBO Max. So we have him in here. I don't know. Uh, I haven't watched him in anything else before, but he's been cast there. Uh, this has been trying to get off the ground for a little while now. They had two people in Doom Patrol. Uh, I'm still a little upset they didn't use those guys for same because I thought they were really great in Doom Patrol. I thought they did a wonderful job. But this guy is an Emmy, an Emmy award-winning uh, actor who was in The White Lotus. That's where he got his Emmy and Euphoria as well. He had a good uh, arc on that. So could be a hit person, new person, and uh, if that gets this show off the ground more, then that's fine by me. Okay. I would suck. Like I'm not. I feels bad for the two guys that had because this could have been like one of your like make or break things or just things that you're forever remembered for. So exactly. to just plus, lose that. Plus, you know, just it's the whole thing of they they establish these characters already on Doom Patrol. It's I mean it's similar to Doom Patrol popping up on Titans. Yeah. You establish the characters, they get their own show. You establish the characters on Doom Patrol, now they get their own show. Let's but, not try and pretend too that these hold actors and actresses, if you get two or three seasons on a comic book show that's like even somewhat popular slash cult following, you can ride out the rough times of no work with convention appearances, signing stuff, and be ever thankful that you have that now, cash flow. Now you can. Yeah. You 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 go back ten years ago? Oh God, no. No, not as man, much. The, you don't maybe I, maybe 15, 20 more well, than Well, I mean, you remember Birds of Prey, right? Yeah. Do you do you see them anywhere? No. What yeah, but that's just one season. That's why I said that's one season too. I was I was saying like two to three seasons. You need to get a somewhat following and a place where you get you're on reruns. I don't think Birds of Prey hit reruns after it was done. Maybe in some different so, countries. I liked that show when it aired, um, but I they also remember them changing. They, I remember them changing actors for like some side characters midway through the season. The WB TV gave that, used that, tried to use that as an excuse not to give Rosenbaum a raise. I can remember listening to him say that they said that Birds of Prey like wasn't successful, therefore he couldn't. He's like, I didn't tell you guys to start that show. Like Christopher, Christopher Evans says, I think even the Birds of Prey cast tried to forget they were in it. Not happening. Except when you get the possibility of coming back for Crisis, they're like, Oh yep, yeah, then, like, I remember that performance. Shows up, yeah, I did, I did that. I was in a thing. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's really interesting news stuff, Joe. And we have our final little uh, segment 
of the evening, our Smallville recaps. And I'm so happy we're talking about this episode 11, the hug. Because, Joe, instantly when I turned this on and started watching, I was like, oh my God, I absolutely freaking love this episode. I know everything that's going to happen in this episode. This was one of my favorites of the first season. I remember this episode as soon as it started playing. Yeah. I didn't remember all of it, but I did remember I liked it. And rewatching it, yeah, I I like this episode. This is probably the best episode for me for what I've watched for here because I haven't watched all of them. I've yeah. only watched it when I when I come on DC. Yeah, like the pilot is the top one. Pilot is for me, is and up then there. and then Jitters is the next one. And but like this is this was a this was a good episode. It was a very memorable episode. I think also, this might have topped the top both of those for me. Also, can I? Add, I think what you should do going forward, and maybe even retroactively go back and, and check some things out. But I think you should keep track of how many people find out about Clark and his. Yeah, partner. yeah, and just a random like. You don't say anything about me. I don't say anything about you. Head nods and go on because I know in the second season those people involved in the hieroglyph- hieroglyphics and the and the paintings and the caves they find out his secret and they don't say anything. I think one of the people die end up dying mm-hmm. find the secret. I'm also pretty sure in season two, all like four or five of the antagonists in season one all team up to face off against him. Yes. So like. There, there's people who know he's got powers, but I think like, some on. of those are take. I don't think any of those people. Maybe one of those people are left by the very end. I think they. I think those people end up dying. I think they take get take each other out. Okay, it's been to be it's been you. too long since I've seen it, but it's just one of those things where it's been eleven episodes, and I guarantee there's been nine to ten people who, in it, like basically one per episode. Uh, and now, granted, in the. Um, some of them, when they find them, out, they're just thrown against the wall and get hits their head, and then it's like, <laughs> I, for, I, I, I forgot. When in doubt, there. knock them out. Um, there you go. That was like, well, Cassandra in the, um, I can't remember which ep- what the actual title was called, but the one where she can see the future, and yeah. she uh, she dies after seeing yeah. Lex's future. So, like, there's some who, um, you know, find out and then, you know, croak, but... I, that's I think usually should... that's usually a sign for me. If someone finds out Clark's identity, either they're gonna get killed or they're not gonna be around after this episode. Yeah, so and I think I think you should you should probably start keeping a tally on that. Just in, I think you're right. Just, I think you're just right. In case. I do uh, enjoy the tally they do on the taco part of the who's who lives and who dies. That, I think at the moment we're at like twenty one and sixteen and twenty one saves and sixteen. Twenty one saves, sixteen dead. Yeah, so like um, that's not exactly great numbers. And I love no, what because Tom, even Tom mentioned... Welling was like FBI or nobody has that to check this place out. Has yeah, it's been like deaths. what? It's been like like three weeks, and there's been 16 deaths in this small town in three weeks. Like this is not this isn't good. Um, but I, no, will, like... I will say they, I appreciate the Talkville podcast because they even asked the question about the title of the episode. It makes no sense. Makes zero sense. It should be handshake. Something. Art of the deal. <laughs> kind man i could think of about 1800 that worked better than hug because there but, was no hugs in this episode well and i think even tom said like well the, you know he hugged his hand when he yeah. when he gave it the handshake he well the way it. the hand yeah the, he claps on it but I, is that a slang it's not hug. For, for a handshake where you do that pretty sure if you want to do you know hug as a slang it could be like some sort of new drug but whatever uh <laughs> i don't it's I love this episode. This was a really good episode, and um, 
the other the the one thing that really I was talking about high school antics earlier on. This is this hit hard for me because yes, while I was in high school, I too remember doing stupid things and thinking it's the end of everything. But like this is Clark isn't backing Whitney Whitney on uh, this the the one guy attacking him, and then Lana's like, oh, so. Uh, Whitney said you did this and like you're not gonna go to the cops well Whitney is I just want to make sure I get all the story right and she's like well Whitney wouldn't do that Whitney literally strung me up as a scarecrow you know beginning of the football season and when she when he mentioned that she said oh you haven't gotten over that yet oh that's what I thought that'd be something that's per that would like, stick yeah. me for quite a while I'm sorry uh, that your boyfriend bullied me Joe, it feels like I don't know if I'm not sure if you were on with the episode where Chloe acted hysterical uh, about the paper being Lana taking over the paper. Nope, no? I was on that one. But that I felt like the writer who wrote that scene wrote this scene for Lana. Like it made no sense, like of the emotions that you'd be feeling. I don't understand. Yeah. Like Lana, you you got knocked off your horse and you were you had literally have no proof and you're saying and yeah. your aunt that's the other <laughs> shocking thing like nonchalantly John, uh, Martha's like yeah that was Nell she wants Clark to say that uh, Kyle uh, scared the horse attack, and then yeah attack, attack Lana. Uh, Lana it's like but that's not what I saw I what I that's saw what and, and, and the other thing is oh so Chloe drops her camera Lana goes back to get it but like she says she dropped her camera five feet behind Lana and and Clark, why didn't you just go back and get it? Because yeah, go back then and get Lana goes go like a her. mile into the woods. And then the other thing, this is, they even talked about this on Talkville, where Clark just, oh, hey, uh, Lana screams, Chloe, watch the horses. You're on the horse? Why are you getting off the and horse? She looks, she looks back, kind of being like, my God, he, he's like, fast. Taking the horse to the Lana would be the smart thing to do. Like, why are you? The only way that would work, Joe, everything the to only her. way that would work is if you showed me a scene, the, the scene prior where Clark is not getting the horse to listen to him and the horse, like, you know what I mean? If the horse isn't cooperating with him, that but would make sense. With Chloe, not yes, him. Not he's him. been around it, horses. He knows yes, what he's doing. He lives like, on, he grew up on a farm. Exactly. So that's the, so it's, where did you it's, train? It's, on a farm. I love that. Anytime <laughs> I hear his farm, that's the first thing I think of. But it's, just, it's on one of those things where he is he's being too blatant with his powers, especially around his friends, and they're just they're noticing but not putting two and two together, you know? I think this can kind of what Kyle Kyle has is pretty helpful for him going forward too. Because first of all, he sees Kyle uh, who has powers but hides out and doesn't share them and doesn't want anything to happen. And what happens? Bad things because the person that he knew about and chose not to do anything about because it wasn't affecting him directly has gone on to terrorize all these small towns and had this big name for himself. And then he also sees, like, ultimately at the end, uh, because people know his secret, he has to leave town. So maybe this might spurn him going forward to be a bit more... Well, I think he left town because now he doesn't have to... He's going to help. He's going to help, but he's also people are like Lex was like, I wonder what happened, Kyle. We know Lex would like to have Kyle five. In, good, that's a good point. Lex, Lex would have used him to his advantage. I, I was shocked to be honest with you, Joe, when they were talking. I really expected him to say something to Clark about like if I had those powers, like I don't know what I would do. But I don't think he knew what powers he had. That's the other yeah, because he didn't but, really remember. Yeah, that's true. exactly. Uh, yeah, he got knocked unconscious, and you know whatever. But um, the thing that got me, the thing that I wish they would have maybe touched more on or, or even like expanded on 
was when um uh, what's his name Rick Bob Rickman Bob Rickman um when he shook Clark's hand and yeah. no reaction like I really wish because he had that face of like what the what the this is not this isn't going right I wish they would have delved more into that like or even him, show him, him looking going more to... into it. Yeah, or him going to the next person and trying it and it working and being like, eh, must have been off or something. And something, going at just, so, just, just something to something. Just continue aside rather than just leave it as an open thread. I agree, Joe. Like I didn't yeah. even notice that because I was going along with the story. But that, you know, that is a little frustrating thing when you think about it. It's, it's just a tiny thing. Like it's just a tiny thing it's, in it's, this it's really enjoyable that... episode. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, like I said, I really enjoyed. We get an ultimate showdown at the end. We have a couple of great action scenes here, like Clark running in and stopping the we bat. Get the first, the first super, the faster than a speeding bullet. Yes, and, and we have the Matrix style dodging for a certain amount of time. Then yep. he gets hit a few times. I love the whole "I know your secret, you're no mine." Let's not 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 at each other and go our separate ways and never speak of this again. Uh, Classic there was, superhero stuff. There. there was another thing where they. Uh, they make fun of like a horror movie and they, they talk about Blair Witch. I'm like, oh, they do a pop culture reference because this came out in 2002. Blair Witch came out in 99. So like it's still fairly fresh in people's minds. Agreed. And I, I got to say, I thought that was uh, it, this whole episode was so enjoyable for me. The, the Chloe kiss and her not knowing what's going on afterwards. Man, I too would like to kiss a cult leader. Yeah. It's just shocked you. <laughs> You kiss somebody and not even know it, like feel like you you were brainwashed or something. Yep, yep, yeah, shocking. I love how they suddenly make jokes about that on Tackville, and they're it gets awkward for a second. Then he moves on. Yeah, yeah Rosebob obviously is the instigator of that, but Kyle, no Ryan's right. Ryan. Their guy, their guy says it says it sometimes and makes it awkward for a half second. It's gonna be broad. Like I'm sorry, but she was a main protagonist for what? The entire, show, the entire show. I don't think she was in the last two seasons, though. I think she might have been sporadically, not a. Okay. Uh, but like she was in, she was player. a main character for majority of the show. Like she was a big. You 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 will not be able to get around some of that stuff. Like myself and Jake over at Ranger Alliance, we like to joke about. Um, well, two things now. First off, was the um, the one. Red Ranger from Wild Force that had uh, killed his his with roommate the with the sword. Yeah, uh, and was now it the, was it the sword they got in the Power Rangers? No, that no, it wasn't. That, that's it was a different, different year, is it? Different, different sword. Um, but then I I also like to make fun of uh, now Austin St. John and and uh, you know tax evasion, all that stuff, or tax fraud. Um, so like we the, these actors, while they are people they're in the limelight for certain things yeah we are watching a show where this character is on the show the actor did something bad yeah it's gonna be hard pressed to you know separate the the two so so i will i will refrain a little bit for making jokes from time to time but jokes will be made about cults, so I'm oh, that's, put it out there that, right now. They those are those are always wanted on this show, Joe. But <laughs> okay. We are anti DC. We here at DC Alliance are anti cult. Now hold on, now some cults are good. Not kidding. 
<laughs> we're not joining your cult, Joe. No, <laughs> we're ending this. Show. No, I'm sorry, okay. just joking. Uh, but yeah, they're pretty much in that the the ending is quite brutal, where he shakes Bab's hand and Bab kills himself. That's kind of yep. I mean, and Kyle had a, had a better. He was like, I was always a better salesman. Yeah, Kyle, Dude, you that just joke. made that guy commit murder, and you're just like, it's... who are you, Casey Jones? Oops, I murdered somebody pressing ga- the garbage machine. I'll never not think that's hilarious. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that's yes, it is. It's not the greatest, but at the same time, he had already threatened Bob early in the episode saying, if you don't leave Smallville, I'm gonna go to the you know, I'm gonna shake your hand, I'm gonna go to the authorities. Uh, at the same time, like Bob tried to kill him. Like three multiple times. times, multiple oh. times. He he needed to go. I just was a little yeah. shocked, but this kind of sent him on his littlest hobo, uh, Incredible Hulk style wandering, uh, leaving yeah. town. So that was that was great. I really enjoyed this episode, Joe. This was, it was, it was like good I said, episode. it might have been my second favorite to the pilot, or even my favorite. It it was it had everything. It had a freak of the week, but it wasn't your typical high school student freak of the week. So it I don't know, this freak of the week worked for me so much better than most of the other ones. It's currently my favorite out of what I've watched. And I've watched I think I'm on like four now. I, I I'm not totally sure. So it's it's currently my favorite of the episodes that I have watched for the show. Okay, that pretty much ends everything here we have on Docket today, Joe. Yep. Uh Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, tell the listeners where they can find you before we jet out of here this evening. Travis, as always, thanks for having me on, man. And, you know, greatly, greatly appreciate it. You guys can find me on Twitter at um underscore actually underscore. You can find my show, A Walk the Multiverse, on Twitter at Walk the Verse. And you can find my other show, Comic Book Rundown, on Twitter at Comic Rundown and on Instagram at Comic Book Rundown. And you can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. You can drop, drop me a line. We can chat about DC anytime. I also host superhero discussions on the network, completely on the animated sides of things. And we're going right through Rick and Morty right now, and it's quite enjoyable. Uh, six, no, seven episodes left. Five, six, eight, nine, ten. Six episodes left. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Ten, this ten. is yeah. This yeah. is four. Yeah. So uh, I can't wait for that and stay tuned for to see what's going to be covered after that. So everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode of DC Alliance and we'll see you next week. See ya.